Page 136, we stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, imploring Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, and for sympathy. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have your pink sheet for the introit. Uh, I will be singing the uh, first uh, part, uh, Rejoice in the Lord Always, and again I say rejoice. Uh, and after that, you may join together with me. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and with thanksgiving, bless your request, ye may hold on to God. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Glory be to the Father and to the Son. And to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord, O Lord, always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. 
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we beseech thee, give in for our prayers, enlighten the darkness of our hearts by thy gracious visitation, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Advent is from the third chapter of Malachi. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, and against those who turn away an alien, because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the fourth chapter of 1 Corinthians. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thou that dwellest between the cherubim shine forth, stir up thy strength and come. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. Alleluia, alleluia. Stir up thy strength, and come and save us. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory 
And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed, page 141. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Our sermon text is from St. Matthew, chapter 11, verse 3. Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. When you became a Christian, what did you expect? Did you expect Jesus to free your life from every trouble and heartache? Did you expect Jesus to overwhelm your life with a a religious fervor so that you would do amazing things? When you saw Jesus ride into Jerusalem on a lonely donkey in order to suffer and to die, is that what you expected? Or did you expect a knight in shining armor riding on a white stallion? What did you expect? In today's text, it presents us with St. John the Baptist. He's the forerunner of Christ. When we learned that Zechariah and Elizabeth were going to have a special baby in their old age, Zechariah doubted, then he couldn't speak, and then later on named him John. What did we expect of this special prophet of the coming Messiah? Did you expect him to be a a rough-looking wilderness man who ate unusual food? Did you expect him to call the religious leaders to to repentance and call call them a brood of vipers? Well, this morning, on the day of rejoicing... In the midst of Advent, and and today we light a a pink candle. What do you expect? Did you expect John to be found locked away in prison? Now, what do you make of the man who's standing in the pulpit? When you extended to him a divine call to be your pastor, did you expect him to rally the masses and lead a revival? Did you expect that he would be, well, lead a a sinless life, a faultless life? Um, Did you expect him to have some kind of superhuman strength, miraculous powers? What did you expect of him? What did you expect him to do? When you came this morning, Did you come with expectations for this service? Did you expect? What did you expect? Did you expect something new would facilitate your curiosity, fascinate you? Did you expect to walk away being prepared for Christmas? That is, with some sentimental, emotional Christmas spirit. Did you expect that this service would take away all of your spiritual struggles. Did you know it was the third Sunday of John? And did you expect that he would say, prepare the way of the Lord? Maybe you didn't expect that. Did you expect God to hear your prayers and to lighten the darkness of your hearts as we prayed in the collect? Well, In the text, we got John, and he's lying in prison. He spoke out against the sin of the king. He was told, he told things about what 
he was told things about what Jesus was doing. He, he's in prison. He hears about Jesus. He heard Jesus is preaching and teaching. But what is it that John heard that didn't make sense to him? That is, maybe John wasn't looking, wasn't expecting the Jesus that came. He expected a Jesus that would exact judgment. He expected a Jesus who would bring judgment and destruction as he had preached. Remember John? He talked about, you know, fleeing the coming wrath. He talked about how the axe is already at the root of the trees. And he talked about all those branches that would be thrown into the fire. It sounds like judgment talk. And here he hears what Jesus is doing, and it doesn't sound like Jesus is doing one lick of law. Instead, Jesus is preaching forgiveness and acceptance and love. Possibly John didn't expect this. He surely didn't expect a long prison term. Right at the height of his ministry, thrown in prison, and that's where he's staying. John may have thought that he should be out there hearing confession, baptizing people in the Jordan for the forgiveness of sins. That's what the greatest prophet ought to be doing, not laying in prison. And it could be that John began to put two and two together and realized that his life was going to end in prison. Earlier, when he was asked about Jesus' work, Here's what John said. A man can receive only what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater and I must become less. He preached it, but now it was coming about. Jesus has become greater, and John is lying in prison, going to die. John the Baptist had the complete joy of knowing the Christ. Nevertheless, like the centurion, he cried out, I believe, help me in my unbelief. John sends his disciples to Jesus, saying, help me. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? This action of John to go to Jesus is bringing to Jesus the greatest fears and doubts. To bring Jesus your greatest fears and doubts is an act of great faith. Our troubles and our hardships, our expectations concerning our troubles and hardships, are to lead us to God. It's not that God has been deceiving us, like marketers that advertise one thing and then when we arrive, pull a bait and switch. It's not that God has failed to keep his promises. It is we who have failed to trust in God's word. So Jesus tells the disciples, John's disciples, go back and report to John what you hear and see. You see, the answer, the antidote for doubt is to proclaim the words and the works of Jesus. The preaching the good news of free salvation and forgiveness 
is that which drives away doubt and gives perfect joy. And John desires to hear Jesus' words. He sends his disciples and says, Bring me back the words of Jesus, that it might comfort me. Jesus' words are this, Blessed is he who does not fall away on account of me. Blessed are those, blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. You see, there are many reasons to take offense at Jesus. He's not what we expect. Instead of rapturing us away from this earth and its troubles, he comes and takes on human flesh and lives our troubles. Instead of removing our troubles and hardships, Jesus suffers and dies for our hardships. Instead of being victorious in life, he's victorious in death. I tell you, Jesus is not what we expect. And St. John the Baptist is not what we expect. He's a simple man with simple clothes and a simple diet. His words are not what we expect for one who is going to prepare the way of the Lord. Well, what does he say? Here's what he says. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Confess your sins and be baptized. You see, the greatest prophet among those born of women who would be cooped up in prison, the one we didn't expect, he would die there. Not because he was, well, messed up. No, it's because John proclaimed the truth. The truth about how this drunken king... uh, um, had someone that was not his wife. Jesus asked those who came, what did you go out to see when you went to go see John the Baptist? God would speak through an ordinary sinful man, and that's not expected. He spoke through John. And John brought us out into the wilderness that there might be repentance. He says we have to leave behind our sins. And then we can receive the forgiveness. In the same way, God would speak through some ordinary sinful man called the pastor. He puts on his pants the same way as everyone else. He scrapes ice off of his car just like everyone else. He's a terrible, rotten sinner just like you. You may not expect that God would speak words of law to expose the dark motives of your hearts. You may not expect that God would use a sinful man to speak God's word of gospel to proclaim the forgiveness of sins. But that's the way God works it. What did you come here to receive? A funny message? The best oratory skills? Or just a word or two about God? Did you come to receive God's word into the heart that you might trust in it and hold on to it. Maybe you didn't expect the church to pick up John's message as the very thing which you need to prepare you for the coming of the Messiah. Yes, we're in Advent and we're preparing for the coming of Christ. You may not expect that you need to dare repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Well, Yes, you have been baptized. We continue to repent, to live in that baptismal life which God has given. Maybe you didn't expect that the way of preparing for Christ's coming is by singing Advent hymns. 
hymns that actually produce in us a rejoicing in the Christ who is to come. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. You see, Jesus' words gives John comfort. Comfort that he may die in peace. Jesus' words give John the assurance that a man can receive only what he has been given. John had been given a special role as the one who baptized Christ, and now his role was to be given death in prison. It was only fitting that the John who proclaimed Jesus by his life, even in the womb, would now proclaim Jesus by his death. John would go before the Lord to prepare the way of the Lord, to prepare the way for his life and his death. Well, Jesus' words give us the forgiveness of sins as well, so that we too may have comfort, comfort in God's words. Like for John, it may be true for you that things don't always go the way that you expect. When that happens, know that life is not out of control. God is, in fact, working his will. He gives a man that which has been given to him. You have a special place as well, a place in God's plan, and it may involve hardship or even death. Use the life you have been given to proclaim the death of Christ. When you are in doubt like John, bring all those expectations, all of those doubts to Jesus, and he will fill you with the truth. What did you come to hear? What did you expect? What you get is a Jesus who suffered and died, forgives you your sins, and when he comes back again, he will take you to be with him. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds and faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page 143, Create in Me, we stand. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord God, O Shepherd of Israel, the one who is to come, we give you thanks that you sent us prophets and holy men of old, the greatest being John the Baptist, to prepare the way for your coming so that we might receive your forgiveness with repentance. Let us pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that your church, through the preaching of your word, would continue to proclaim the fulfilled prophecies about Christ's work, and comfort restless hearts. May all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Gary and Michael, that they not be reeds swayed by winds of change and public opinion, but be faithful stewards of the mysteries of God, that your people might be made ready through 
our Savior's overflowing forgiveness, that they would rejoice in the Lord always. Gather the little lambs attending our learning center, carry them close to your heart. Uphold our director, Keeley, and all our staff. Bless the work of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, as well as Alpha and Omega Lutheran Mission and Apologia Lutheran Mission in Wisconsin, as well as their pastor, Pastor Jeffrey Ahonen. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, give your blessing to Joe, the President of the United States, to John, our Chief Justice, to all who make, administer, and judge our laws for the common good, that they would reward those who do well, punish those who do evil, maintain morality, protect the unborn and the weak, and command the forces of our nation with wisdom. Extend your gracious rule over all the nations of the earth so that wars may cease, prisoners of conscience may be released, enemies may once again live together in peace. Defend the soldiers, the airmen, sailors, and marines who risk their lives in service to their country. Sustain them during their days of service, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, as well as our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex. Provide for those who are hungry, homeless, and unemployed, so that filled with the Lord's hope through his means of grace and help through the hands, ears, and mouths of God's faithful people, they may receive all they need to support this body and life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless our shut in Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin and Stan, Jack, Levi, uh, Jennifer, who has surgery coming up on January 9th. Continue to be with Victor and Marcia with Anita as she recovers. Uh, Marilyn, who's uh, home after being hospitalized uh, with one of the mothers of our uh, learning center uh, who is hospitalized. Uh, with Shirley, who had tests, as well as with uh, Zane, Mike, and uh, Patty's uh, son as he has upcoming tests. Be with our students, with Sarah and Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming in the Messiah, the very Lamb of God, and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Oh, 
give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Bless we the Lord. upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.